0: Come one and come all. The Weekly Warrior Podcast has transformed into the Rugby Warrior Podcast. And on today's episode, Bones and I are going to dive into what this all means and why we decided to go in this direction. So sit forward, turn your mind on, and get ready to discover your warrior within. What is... Up, hey all hey train coming. Get aboard because we're going on a ride, a fun ride, the best ride. All right,
1: I got a question for you, buddy.
0: Yeah, I'm ready.
1: I need your top three movie villains.
0: <clears throat> top three movie villains. All yes. right three to one three to one okay so number three i'm gonna say man i have my top two but the third one is i'm i'm sort of blanking on it um like the third from the best i have my top villain my second top villain and i'm struggling with my third top villain
1: yeah just go with your heart
0: so i'm thinking number one is definitely darth vader
1: oh you're going okay all right Yep. I, gonna, I wanted you to lead up into the best, but okay, Darth Vader's your best.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna do I'm gonna say Darth Vader is my best. Rules. Yeah. I yep. like that. Um sometimes you gotta work within the rules, but like also stretch the rules a little bit too.
1: Yeah, it's kinda like in rugby how it's not it's kind of against the rules, uh some things that goes on in, in Rucks. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times you get your shit stepped on and cleated and punched yeah. and uh, um spit on. So
0: uh, do you yeah so number 2 the joker from the dark knight for wow. sure he i mean brilliant some men just want to watch the world burn you <laughs> know what i mean um and i think my third villain third villain man this one is tough but um i'm going to i'm going to throw one out here that just randomly popped into my head And I'm going to say agent Smith from the matrix. (sighs) You lost me. I've seen the matrix. You're gonna though. Yeah. But yeah, agent Smith is a great villain. He's pretty diabolical, but he's also very logical, which makes it worse in Mm. a lot of ways. Like you can sort of see where he's coming from, even though you understand that he is evil. Right. And I think those are the best villains is when they are humanized
1: and the audience, um, really connects with them yeah that makes them a better villain because you're you're torn right because you see their side yeah i we are in complete agreement on one of our villains so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go opposite i'm gonna go three to one for mine okay my third is davy jones from Pines of the caribbean wow
0: yeah okay all right dude
1: honestly my favorite he's uh, probably my favorite villain on screen just the way he talks and moves and pirates are badass. Jones.
0: yeah dude he's he's
1: fucking awesome and yeah. he's one of those that is very humanized yeah towards the end you can totally
0: um, understand why he's doing it at the end for
1: sure Yep. my second one is the joker yeah i think hands down has to be in anybody's top three he yeah like, he ledger fucking nailed it yeah and my number one this is gonna This is going to ruffle some feathers. Ruffle them. People are going to be in our DMs about this. (laughs) Ready? (laughs) Yeah. Darth
0: Maul. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, Darth Maul was literally, he was basically the epitome of evil. Mm -hmm. Um, He's the best
1: untold story. Largely untold story to this point. He looks evil. He is evil. He was completely seduced by the Sith, and he got fucked by the Sith. So he's just literally a rogue agent of evil.
0: Yeah, and what's interesting is at the end of his story, which Mm -hmm. happens in Star Wars Rebels, like he says some stuff to Obi Wan Kenobi that, again, it humanizes him in the end. Right, exactly. And he's he's old. He's you know been and seen everything. You know what I mean? He's done all the evil stuff, but then it's like you you learn a little bit more about his perspective and it's like damn mm-hmm. all right um i'm going to just say we both left out one that i really thought i thought of after i said mine and i thought you were going to but what about thanos yeah that's another that's that's probably the biggest one that
1: where he's uh completely humanized and see it from his point of view and yeah. that was a big moral question of ethics about Thanos was his snap to kill half of the universe justified, right? Because his he, his point of view his, was I want to save yeah. everybody from starvation from lack of resources. So poof. plague, yeah, yeah, half goes away, half the people. So is that justified? That's a great question.
0: And that, yeah, exactly. You can totally see the logic, man. That was a cool, that was a cool question that went a lot of cool places. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let's I get think Darth. Darth Vader is, you're right, Darth Maul is a better overall villain, but man, Darth Vader, before, like, prequels, um, like, he was the ultimate villain. He was. You know what I mean? Like, Darth Vader, Empire Strikes Back, I don't know if there's a better villain... You know, with a with a better story than Darth Vader.
1: Right. Uh, That's so true. And then the prequels didn't ruin him by any means. You just no, not at all. The whole picture was painted. There was only this very small sliver of Anakin Skywalker, which is Darth Vader. But you realize this guy was just a slave to people, to everybody
0: Mm -hmm. because of the choices that he made. And all he wanted to do was help. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, cool. That was a good question. Thanks. All right. Let's get down to business. Let's do it.
1: We're going to talk about rugby. Because we are officially the Rugby Warrior podcast.
0: The Rugby Warriors. Fucking
1: stoked about it. We love rugby. We've been a part of rugby for a long time.
0: How long have you played rugby?
1: Uh, 10th grade. Well, my first time touching a ball was 9th grade in high school. And then I didn't join organized until 10th. So sophomore year, I'm 28 years old now. Um, So like 2008? Yeah. Yep, 2008. Yeah. so i was yeah i wasn't driving yet so i must have been 14 or 15
0: <laughs> which would make it yep. about
1: 12 or 13 years
0: yeah yep yeah it'll be i think it's 13 it'd be 13 for you i'm going on i'm on 14 now going on wow. 15 um yeah started in 2007 my freshman year and it's crazy man rugby Changed the whole direction of my life in so many ways um i was gonna play baseball and because baseball was what my brother played it's what we played in the springtime and like i was pretty i was pretty decent at baseball i could hit the ball pretty far and i played third base and first base like whatever was whatever um what was interesting all my friends in high school were playing rugby um like all my close friends and my mom actually pulled me aside and was like why don't you do something different than your brother? Because he played mm-hmm. football too and all that type of thing. And long story short, I'm sure at some point or another, we'll talk about our rugby stories, but best decision I ever made by far. It allowed me to really like define myself rather than like walking in my brother's yeah, footsteps. So what were so. you were
1: supposed to do, the path that was paved.
0: Yeah. I like that. I think yeah. I
1: was going to play baseball too. I didn't make the baseball team. So my friend's, all my friends played rugby too. Well, th- three of them. And yeah. They're like, "Come on, play rugby." And I was the skinny chicken shit kid of the crew, and I was like, "I'm going to get fucking destroyed." But for some reason I went out and played, and I loved it. And rugby yep. almost became at least in Dearborn. We were the Silverbacks. We had black jerseys and like the punk yep. kids played and like it was almost a place yeah. to, like those yeah the, the misfits. misfits went and just destroyed and our teams were fucking yeah. dominant and it was yeah. a lot of fun you get sucked real quick
0: we never got to play you guys in high yeah. school which i think uh, we maybe played you in a like a scrimmage uh might have been like my sophomore year but we never played in any type of like significant contest which is yeah, sad that's
1: okay though rugby has literally exploded since we played there was when, when I, we joined in 2007 8 9 there was less than 40 teams in the state, high school rugby. And it's Mm -hmm. absolutely exploded now. You talk about the West side, there's literally at least six teams near Grand Rapids and Metro Detroit. There's there's so many. And then you go North Traverse City and there's a lot going on, which is awesome. So that's kind of why we have switched because we were the Weekly Warrior Podcast and we were aiming to serve the general public with health and fitness and mindset and being outdoors and, and nutrition. And yeah, we love that. We love helping people do that, but we finally tuned our approach because rugby is who we are. You mean yep. Connor has trained rugby players. She's amazing at nutrition. She was an, an all American athlete in, yeah, in college a swimmer. So she gets what it's like to be an athlete and a high performing athlete. So we've yep. narrowed that scope down to the rugby community because it's severely and grossly underserved when it comes to mindset yeah. fitness nutrition and um honestly leadership experience leadership yep. so here we are we've been doing this for a and long time and i just
0: time. i want to say like we started the weekly warrior in february of 2019 and what a journey that it actually was having 64 episodes under that name and it was wonderful. And I think that it's going to be great. Like you said, to hone this focus a little bit into a new target audience, because you're absolutely right. They're completely underserved. And what I would have given when I was in college to have this resource, it would have been, it would have been, you know, (laughs) game changing, but that all being said, we're still going to talk about, a lot of similar things with the mindset and the leadership. And like you said, all that stuff. And so it's just, it's super exciting to be able to, to give back to a community that has given us so much and the culture that has given us so much. So it's been, we hope that our weekly warrior listeners will continue on because you're still going to get something Uh from this. And you might even want to go play rugby because everyone can play. Everyone can be a part of it. And that's the beautiful part. Of the game, yeah,
1: it's so inclusive. Literally, at the college level, I often think, what does it take to be a college rugby player? Absolutely nothing. You need you nothing. need to have a body that is capable of playing on a field, right? And
0: show up show and up, work hard,
1: and... learn the game while you play, yep. and that's what it has always been, that's what it will continue to be, even though rugby is exploding. This is the culture it was built on: on inclusivity and acceptance. And having a fucking great time and building bonds and brotherhood and sisterhood and man, it's fucking great. You nailed it. It's given us so much and now the game is exploding and there's so much opportunity for college and high school players, both men or uh, boys and girls that you'd be foolish not to be taking advantage right now. What I would give to be 18 years old, 16, 17, you know, and really want to pursue rugby. It's the best time in the history of the game to be playing rugby.
0: Man, if I could go back into high school and really like reevaluate my priorities, football would have taken a complete backseat, mm-hmm. and I, I still would have played it. But like rugby, man, if I would have known where rugby was going, and eh, I I would have it would have been completely mm-hmm. different. So anyway, yeah, yeah, like so we want to help those players,
1: those other ruggers, where we fell short on leadership or guidance, and also where we succeeded, we want to impart that wisdom and those golden nuggets <laughs> uh, because it is it's underserved we have yet to hear any of good resources about rugby guidance leadership
0: um, so here we are and you know what's crazy is when we were in the grind while we were in college and uh, there was no gu- there was zero guidance even from the people that we you know that were our senior they had to learn by just figuring it Mm -hmm. out. And there was no real, like, you know, like we sort of have had an idea of what we needed to do to make a club function and get us to the games and perform on the field. But off the field, we had no idea what we were supposed to do. And especially from a leadership perspective, there was very little, you know, like, what, what does this look like? What are we Mm -hmm. supposed to do? And, man, like I said before, what I would have given to have that type of, and we were a division one program. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We were a division one program and we had some good major success. And I always think like, what if we would have had Mm -hmm. more? So we're going to, we're going to give, we're going to give that to people who don't have it. exactly we're here. We're going to do it now.
1: So I think it's important to be doing that because the rug game of rugby is so great. And if everyone played rugby, watched rugby the world would be a better place well two things would happen either the world would be a much much better place because of acceptance and inclusivity and all these great things or rugby would turn to shit but i like to believe that everybody played the world would be a better place
0: i agree so everyone would be able to take a joke a little bit easier that's for sure
1: taking jokes so we are now the rugby warrior podcast what are some things that you want to bring to the table
0: <clears throat> man um put me on the yeah. spot so like first of all i've played rugby for 14 years i know a lot about the game i have learned tons and tons of various things but i also the thing i think that makes it fun for me is you know from a leadership perspective, I was the president of our college club for a year, and I was in basically in charge of the fundraising for that same club for since my sophomore year and so from that perspective, I have a lot of experience that that we get to you know bring to the table and as well on top of that like man uh on field leadership i the more that I've grown as a player, the more. I feel like I've tried to be a leader. The last couple of years playing in men's clubs has been weird for me because, um, a, like I'm just gonna be honest, like my fitness level hasn't been good enough to sort of take that type of leadership role that I've wanted. So I've been more of like a background support player, which uh, every team needs that. You know what I mean? Um, so all that being said, I'm excited. I mean, I'm pretty much an expert in human behavior at this point. And so, being able to negotiate and, you know, wind your way through various discussions and negotiations with your teammates or who, whatever, is super important. So, yeah.
1: Well, you're right about one thing the negotiations were show it. <laughs> I think that the, <laughs> the, the, what you bring to the table as far as, the leadership with the e-board and the presidency because clubs so many clubs don't have a head coach and if they do have a head coach they are unpaid part-time and yeah um, not involved volunteer. volunteer with the political side of a, a the club, administrative sure. stuff and yeah. those presidents e-board members are just doing what they think is right there's no there's no blueprint Right and even though that you yep. can't knock people for trying to do what they think is right, sometimes what you your what you think is right isn't right, and I have so many examples of that with myself being a captain on the field making decisions. Yeah. I did what I felt yep. was right, but it wasn't the right decision so a you have to make those mistakes b more importantly, you have to be able to learn from them if you can get from some perspective from the outside from different people then hopefully you won't make the same mistakes. Hopefully something will click mm-hmm. in your head that will work on your team or with you on an e-board or on the field. Um Yep. So I think that guidance and leadership that we can bring to e-board to the field and as a coach. So I was a coach for three years, head coach of the exiles. Man, I was, man, I was part yep. of exiles for like almost a <laughs> fuck. Like eight, seven, yeah, eight, years. eight years. Cause I played for five and coached for three. So, wow. Uh, Yeah. I think what we can offer there is hugely beneficial. We're going to do a lot of episodes on that leadership and guidance within the e-board and on the field. I think rugby culture as a whole, since we started playing and since we've graduated, has at the college level changed. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I would completely agree with that, especially with – the the cultures that i'm familiar with when we first got to uh cmu i mean, we can both agree that i mean there was some pretty decent rugby being played off the field like was also intense there was um, some pretty decent <laughs> drinking being had yeah there was <laughs> that is uh yeah. yeah lots of really really fun parties and all that type of stuff but and at the same time, like I said, there was still some pretty decent rugby being played. I, I remember one of the best parts about being at a, an exile at CMU, we played really hard. We were always really aggressive, and we partied even harder than that. And the big shift that I've seen, and it's been really interesting, is the teams now, a lot of them are way more focused on their on-field performance and less so on the social aspect. And part of that comes from the little more involvement from universities. So some schools are, their universities are more involved. Some are less involved for a long time. CMU was almost not involved at all um, in the club. Now there's more rules in place. There's more, oversight and you have to work around that. So like when I, when we were, it was my senior year, your senior year, but you had the super senior lap that you completed as well. That process was starting because we got moved into division one. We were, you know, traveling all over the Midwest to play other division one schools and it was adapt or die at that point. And we struggled with that because the path, the previous, like uh, We had grown in this culture that was we're going to go beat the shit out of the other team and then we're going to drink super hard. And most people didn't do a lot of training outside Mm -hmm. of that. You know what I mean? There wasn't there wasn't a lot happening outside of we're going to go to practice twice a week and have a game and then drink our faces off a couple days a week, honestly. And now the focus is we're going to have practice at least three days a week. We're going to have our games. We can't have that much partying in an official capacity outside of, you know, like as a team, because all these different rules and whatever, and what a great opportunity that is to like grow as a club. And that's happening all over the place, which is in so many ways, it's awesome. You know what I mean? So yeah, those are the big changes that I've seen, especially since I've graduated. Um, And in the last probably three to four years, I would say it's ramped up Mm -hmm. more, even more so than before that. Yeah,
1: totally. I think the addition of social media for sure has shut a lot of that down Mm -hmm. because I remember going to parties and we just had shitty phones back in this day. But if you were filming something, a song, anybody drinking, you were getting your shit reamed out because that's not that we're like, you don't do that. Hiding anything. If you're part of rugby and you know, the songs and you're cool with it, Jesus knows we're only kidding. So Jesus but don't does. film it because that's just not cool. That's just disrespecting people's privacy and how they're, how they're mm-hmm. doing things. Um, I think where I get off with it is in the social aspect, socials after the game. So rugby in the college level is always you beat the shit out of each other on the field, but then you have the social. You sing the songs. You are gentlemen off the field. The-
0: you have a beer with the other team. What other sport does yeah, that? That many. That, that, and that's None. amazing. Like, you're able to sit and have a drink and eat some food with these group of guys that you just like went to battle with against. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no other th- th- that I've experienced. There's no other culture like that within sports because it's, you have to hate yeah. your footballers. You have, you have they, to they
1: have, hate them, right? You keep, yeah, not, they are your you're enemy. You're not going to talk to them after the game. You're not talking to them before them. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know man. Maybe it works for some people, but once you get that experience with rugby, you will understand.
0: And don't get me wrong, there was and you know this, there was games that were rivalry games where like you might know the other guys on the other side and even might be friendly with them, but you want to win that fucking game because when you're going against your big rival and every team I've been on has had that big rival. It doesn't matter if it's men league, men's league. It doesn't matter college. It doesn't matter if it was in high school. Like, you want to go out, you want to smash their faces, and then you want to bullshit with them about what happened during the game and lie to them that they did a really yeah. good job after the and game. Roy, you want to drink their beer. <laughs>
1: totally. Yeah. I think the, the songs have taken, like, disappeared, in my experience, from CMU. Man, yeah. we sang so many great songs. Which is songs. really sad. so I think that is something yeah. that we're going to approach to, is, like, what actually is rugby culture what are these songs? Mm -hmm. Where do they come from? Why are we doing this? Um, Yeah. Cause I think (laughs) that is a serious bonding experience and there, there is a very fine balance between training mindset, fitness, getting enough sleep, doing things right. And having this social life of having the parties and being smart, um, but still getting out there and enjoying what rugby culture is. And I think that the scale is definitely tipping was more serious and I when I was captain mm-hmm. dude I relied I was like dude you can't go drinking out Thursday we have a game Saturday you got to be fully you got to have your body right for Saturday you can't go drink out on pints you just had practice go recover go get your sleep I mean, now you want to drink on Saturday what the fuck so I <laughs> that was a mistake that wasn't right because our team didn't know each other right we yeah. were all familiar with each other we were uncomfortable with each other and there has to be that balance there just has to be yep. you can't get to know someone just on four hours a week of practice going home, playing fucking war zone
0: with them. Right. There's yeah. so
1: much bonding to be had.
0: And I think that the thing that I've found interesting is that the bonding rugby is awesome because you bond with people and it's the same as I don't want to say it's the same, but it's, I would say it's comparable to, you know, this is probably going to ruffle some feathers too, but it's like, You know, when you're in the military and you're going into battle with people, you forge a bond with them that other people don't understand. You know what I mean? So a sport like, you know, any sport really, but I always found it more so in rugby. Like, man, I knew that the guy next to me and the guy way out on the other side of the field, like we had each other's Mm -hmm. backs on the field, off the field. And most of the time, I forged amazing relationships with those people but I will say that that comes off the field as well so if I could find a balance between like a social bonding experience and like hey let's go train mm-hmm. like right. you know like when we trained that summer between our junior and senior year and we were at CrossFit right. 4 days a week sprint training a day two two days a week or whatever and we had that so like man like the six or seven of us that did that were inst like we had a huge game like it was crazy how much more bonded we were. It's crazy how much bondage with- we had. Yeah, so much bondage <laughs> during that time. Continue. <laughs> Lots of Qdoba burritos stuffed in places they yeah, shouldn't and have been. Hot
1: and sauce. <laughs> uh, just- we got. I remember we bought it by the gallon once and just poured it on each other.
0: You introduce me to a pork steak, and yeah. I'll, you know, leave it oh, at that. A couple blue Marlins too, but
1: yeah. <laughs> What are we talking about?
0: Man, culture <laughs> changes, culture shifts. Yeah.
1: Speaking of culture, man, culture rugby was kind of a culture shock at first too in college. Yeah, um, yeah. Just hearing the songs at first, you're like, "What
0: the fuck?" It's- Dude, I still remember like my first college rugby yeah. party, and just being like dumbstruck. Mm-hmm. By the, you know what I mean? Like, man, this is what it is. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it,
1: for me, it was a mixture of like, oh, this is fucking fun and awesome. And like, holy shit, who are these guys? And should I be friends with them?
0: <laughs> yeah, th- it was intense. And then, then right? like the
1: songs stop and they're t- you get to talking to each other and you're like, yeah. oh, these guys are fucking
0: cool. <laughs> yeah, my first social was, we played Western Michigan, yeah. first game of the season, my freshman year. And the social right after like people were shooting the boo mm. and you know singing rugby songs and all this stuff, and man um it every single social after that, like my freshman year was a huge shock to the senses like the first boat race that mm. I saw, and like just- taking poles out of half gallons of shitty gin and whatever, man, good times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gin.
1: i hate shit dude i can't drink gin ever again also can't drink rum anymore rum rum yeah go to no. drink at uh, rugby parties for me for like four years
0: just bought some cheap rum captain yeah. morgan not
1: even captain morgan man like sailor jerry cheap bullshit admiral oh, Nelson. Man. i can't do rum anymore because i was it was like the yeah. sweetest it's barely liquor to be honest with you but it's just sugar down water with some alcohol in it.
0: Um, Captain Jack Sparrow would be disappointed. In well, you.
1: I don't care. <laughs> anyway, fucking chubby bunnies and shit. Ugh. Yeah. Goldfish. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Culture. Culture is a huge part. Also, there's going to be a very serious side where we talk about that leadership guidance and fitness. I think fitness is the ultimate the, the lowest hanging fruit for a rugby player is the adaptation into fitness into your life. It will absolutely, absolutely change your life when you get good strength and conditioning programming, coaching, and you stick to it. So that's
0: and I think we can all agree that rugby is not a fun sport to play when you're out of no, shape. It's not a, it's really, really not. It
1: sucks. You don't recover as well, you don't perform as well. You get out,
0: you, you walk around a lot you're hurting and you're not yeah it's not fun um,
1: yeah i I think fitness is it's so key and there's so many players the shit's toxic around rugby for not doing fitness mm-hmm. and i the way I look at it most or all rugby players can go out there and play 80 minutes of rugby. They can play 80 minutes, and I've heard this before. Be they like, can, hey, I, I, why do I need to do that? man? I, I can play 80 minutes of rugby. All mm-hmm. right, well, train like you need to play 120 minutes. Then see how that 80 minutes feels. You, you're just mm-hmm. going to perform better because you can go longer yep. and you can recover on the field. You can do things better on the field. So tr- ov- honestly, if you're a rugby player, overtrain. Because I promise, if, if you're not training at all, then you need to train more. Overtrain.
0: Yeah, and that was my, like, I can fully admit, And it's been, that has been my Achilles heel for rugby uh, since I started Mm -hmm. any of the seasons that I was in even moderately good fitness, like my results on the field were like insanely improved. Uh, I mean, especially like I always, I've had the size I've always had, I've always been really strong, but anytime I've been lighter, being able to move around the field and be more involved like shit that's when things change for sure um i remember like our junior year in the spring i played basketball all off season like sprinting up and down the court <laughs> yeah. we yeah uh, remember we had that we had that exiles basketball yeah, the, team the, the exiles basketball lose. team we yeah
1: <laughs> yeah we tied
0: and we tied a game we'd never won one but we did tie a game so that was cool lose. Um, We were extremely aggressive and were v- threatened many times to get removed from the league, but that didn't happen. Anyway, <laughs> we were aggressively. Average. I digress. We were aggressively. We were doing lineups
1: when we had to pass the ball and we would <laughs> lift boner up and try yeah. to throw it up to him. Oh, yeah.
0: we were really good at defense, but we could not. Yeah. We had no offense. No. That all being yeah, said, uh, going into that next rugby season, though, Like that was probably my best cardiovascular Mm -hmm. season that I ever experienced. And I remember uh, one tournament in particular, we went and played in Detroit. Um, It was, yeah, you, I think, I think you played this day. I'm not sure exactly. I scored like three tries and as a prop, that's pretty solid. um, Just because fitness was there and it was bet. I could take the ball on the move and all that type of stuff. So like any forwards that are listening to this, especially props, Get off your fucking asses and get it together. Yeah, I get it. It sucks. Get it together. And the more
1: shifty you are, the more valuable you are. I think props have, of any position, have the biggest difference to make on the field with their own personal play. Because if you're a prop, you are already big and strong. That's why you are a fucking prop. That's your job to be strong in the scrums. And,
0: and you're already super important right. because of and that.
1: You're you're supposed to be good for one bout, right? Okay, where's a penalty? We're going to do a, a penalty run. Who's it going to? The biggest fucking guy. Probably the prop so he can run it in and try to break the line of defense. And then yep. what? Can you recover from that? But if you can recover mm-hmm. from that, boom, you're more valuable. You can be in more um, rucks and scrums effectively. And if you're shifty and agile enough, now you're taking balls off of uh, rucks and you're not yep. just running it into the next ruck. You're trying to make a move and hit a hole. Now you become yep. more valuable and you're still strong.
0: Yep. The, you're strong. You're always going to be strong at that. You know you have to but be. Yeah, That's baseline. I, I, yeah, it's really interesting the older I've gotten and like the more, I don't know, man, it's cr- just rugby is not fun when you're out of shape and So I'm excited that we're going to get to talk about like how to not be out of shape and be fat and miserable. (laughs) How to
1: not be that way.
0: That's a lovely way to put it. Just, just, just be better, be
1: more better. And let's get to work. So
0: score, score some tries
1: tries. I think that is a great place to tune out on this one. Basically the rugby warrior podcast. We're here to give you some great things about everything rugby from the culture, to the leadership, to the coaching, to the fitness, to the nutrition with Connor, to the I'm going to run through this fucking wall with my head from Corey. And <laughs> man, man, I'm excited. It's going to be great.
0: We're going to have some laughs along the a lot way. Of laughs. We're going to get into some real shit along the way. Real shit. And every Friday,
1: every single Friday,
0: get after Saturday it. Saturday
1: may be a rugby day,
0: but Friday is for the Warriors. <laughs> To all you Ruggers and to all you Warriors out there, thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast. Remember, we are here with you along your journey to break that game line, to score that try, or to make that game-saving tackle. Make sure you find us on Instagram at Podcast. And you can listen to us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. So until next Friday, we are the Rugby Warrior Podcast. And we are with you.